Hello and welcome to the David Ryan Fitness Podcast. In this podcast, I will deep dive into training, nutrition and mindset. Today's podcast is a first episode of a 10-part series, Fat Loss Forever. Today's podcast is about optimizing your sleep for fat loss. So, everybody knows how important uh, sleep is. Everybody knows how important it is. But I don't think we actually take it into consideration when we're trying to lose weight or, or reduce body fat. We need sleep every day. And most of us are deficient in it. Like... 47% of the world is, has difficult, like research shows has difficulties uh, falling asleep at night. Like that's, that's crazy. That's, that's over just under half of the world. Like, like it's not like sleep is not something like a mineral or an amino acid. It like it's sleep. Like we just have to sleep to get it. And like, there's no surprise the reason why we all struggle to, or well, half the world struggles to, to fall asleep at night. Because we're not getting enough sleep and therefore we are not optimizing our sleep for fat loss. And again, as I said, it's no surprise we live in an era of binge watching series on Netflix or Disney or whatever it may be. Then we have to go to bed. We finish watching the series at half three in the morning after watching that one episode that turned into four or five. So we're going to bed and it's half three in the morning. And then we say to ourselves, oh, I have to look at my phone. I have to clear all the stories or I have to go through my social media feeds. We just have to, like, I I don't know what it is about us, but it's the way it is now. And we should just put the phone down, not even talking about, like, finishing your Netflix series. Like, that shouldn't be, just watch one episode. That's all you have to do. But you end up, Finishing your, your episode at half three in the morning, then you go and you go on your phone and you put your phone down at four o'clock in the morning and you're asleep by half four. Then you're up three and a half hours later for work and you wake up, you feel hungover, you have no breakfast, you feel groggy, you have no breakfast because you're after sleeping it in and you need to get to work straight away or you just wanted to stay in bed as much as you could because you knew that you're going to be staying up and you've, you've no breakfast you look like a zombie you're going in uh in, into work and you're going by the shop and you get a, cop- a cappuccino to pick you up and you get a 500 calorie caramel slice because it's something's quick you're starving, you need energy, the caramel slice spikes your blood sugar levels and you're starving 10 minutes later. You're already after eating about 800 calories, 
with the cappuccino and the caramel slice. But you're starving and it's only nine o'clock. And you're not, you, you don't have your break till, till 11. So you have to wait a whole two hours before you get to eat again and you're, and you're absolutely starving. See, the reason why you're so hungry is because when you don't get enough sleep, you downregulate your leptin hormone, which makes you feel full or satiated. And you increase a hormone called ghrelin, which makes you hungry. And this is why so many of us struggle with our weight. Because you get no sleep, you wake up like a zombie, you have no breakfast, you go to sleep for, or you, uh, you have no breakfast, you, you, you go to the shop for a quick fix just before work and you eat nearly a thousand calories in your caramel slice and your, uh, your coffee. You forgot to bring your lunch or you just didn't bother making it because you wanted to watch that one episode. So you have no lunch, it's 11 o'clock comes around and you're starving. You go to the shop and you get another 1,000 calories in a, in a roll and a can of Coke or a bottle of Coke or whatever it is. So after the coffee and the caramel slice, which is nothing, and the roll, you're already 2,000 calories in for the day and it's not even 1 o'clock yet. You're, not, you're only on your first break you'll probably get something at one o'clock then on your second break down in the canteen or whatever uh, because the caramel slice and the raw wasn't enough and then you have to go home and you have to eat dinner and it's so easy to be to put on weight to put on body fat in these situations without even knowing it like it's, it's so easy to go over your calories in, in, in situations like this. And that's why it's so important to get sleep so that you have the energy to, pre- to prepare proper food when you come home from work. So you can eat it and also prepare tomorrow's food. But you're so tired from not getting any sleep. All you want to do is sit on the couch, order a takeaway, And the whole cycle starts again. Phones and our TVs play a massive, massive role in this. Because of of obviously the blue light that comes from them. um, On your electronic, any electronic device, your blue light comes from them, them. And your TVs, your phone, your laptop. And... It tricks your brain into thinking it's daytime. Like thousands of years ago, we lived in sync with the light and dark cycles. And here's a famous quote. Before the electric light bulb extended our days, most people slept for 10 hours a day. That's from Daniel Liberman, who is a Harvard professor and author of the story of the human body. Also, due to our busy lives and schedules, we normally, the first thing that we sacrifice 
is sleep to get more done. Without sleep, the body shuts down. All willpower is gone. Mood and concentration significantly drops. Levels of the vital nutrients like zinc and magnesium fall, drop rapidly. And this is why it's so important to to supplement with with zinc and magnesium before you, you go to bed. And also vitamin C is used up massively as well when we don't get enough sleep. So this means that your immune system will go down, you'll get sicker faster and you'll get sicker easier. When you go to sleep, the first three hours, your body goes into rapid repair mode. Okay. This is why when you start to feel a cold or a flu coming on, you should go straight to bed and try and sleep it off. Sleep is better than any drug or medicine or anything that you can use for getting yourself better. After a couple of hours of of sleep, we enter a, a, a dream state sleep known as rapid eye movement or REM. And I'm sure you all know what REM is now that we all have watches that monitor our sleep and you know how important REM is. REM sleep normally occurs in 90 minute cycles. Okay, so REM normally occurs 90 minutes after the onset of sleep. So if you haven't slept well for a few days, you can go into REM in about 30 minutes. Dreaming occurs during REM sleep. And most of us have four or five periods of REM per night. And they run, as I said, in 90 minute cycles. This happens regardless of whether you you remember your dreams or not. That's why if you wake up after six hours, you normally feel fresher than if you woke up after seven hours. At six hours, you are just coming out of a a sleep cycle, a 90-minute cycle, whereas seven hours, you are just over halfway into another cycle. So if you wake up after seven hours, you could wake up kind of feeling groggy and tired, um, but... I try and sleep six hours or seven and a half hours. And if I'm lucky, sometimes I try and do nine hours just to optimize that uh, 90 minute sleep cycle. As well as giving yourself physical rest and uh, sleep will provide you with a chance to make a backup tape of the day's events. So like it kind of... Like it, it, it's like a backup take of everything that's went on during the day, um, and it's like reju, like re, kind of rejuvenating your brain, which is also like your computer for the body. This is why when we get so little sleep, we find it so difficult to retain inf- information. Some of us just can't switch off. This normally happens right before we go to bed from a stressful day or a tense day or like if you have anxiety. And it seems that all the problems pile up as soon as you hit the pillow. 
Remember, if you wake up the next morning and you had a great night's sleep, the problem that you're worrying about was probably nothing to be worrying about. But if you're worrying about something that... Like, if you wake up worrying about the same thing, you... That you went to bed, that you went to bed uh, worrying about, then you know that there's something wrong in your life and that you need to fix it. Otherwise, it was nothing. So, what else can disrupt your sleep? Stimulants, like coffee. Like coffee is great. I absolutely love coffee, but I would never have it kind of past um, twelve o'clock in the day. A normal size cup of coffee contains around 300 milligrams of caffeine. And caffeine has a half-life of about six hours, which means um, that like caffeine um, is kind of still active in your system for six hours after you drink it. So if you have coffee at like five five in the evening you still have like 150 megs of caffeine in your bloodstream at like 11 o'clock when it's time to go to bed so like like it's still kind of that's the way kind of caffeine works and then even at like six hours later at around 5 a.m in, in the morning your body is still stimulating the adrenal glands that produce cortisol and cortisol is your stress hormone. So your body thinks it is time to get up and go, even though you still have like two hours left until your alarm clock goes off. The cortisol is literally waking you up, literally, and stopping you from getting into a deeper sleep. Ideally, you should not drink anything that contains caffeine after, after lunch or throughout the evening. Now, I'm not saying you need to give up coffee right now, okay? I know people that can have a cup of coffee at 5 p.m. and go to bed at half 10 and they're grand. And, like, I can't do that because I would be up all night, but I'm aware of what happens from a psychological point of view and if I'm tired from not getting enough sleep. Knowledge is key here. What you do is is your own decision, obviously. As long as you know what's happening from a, like a psychological point of view, it's up to you how you kind of use the information. Also, tobacco and sugar are stimulants, so I thought I'd mention them as well if people didn't kind of know it. Um, in case you're like having... I wouldn't recommend having sugary stuff before going to bed or probably not having a smoke uh, before you go to bed. All these are stimulants, okay? And they release cortisol, which is the stress hormone, which tells your body to take action and get up and go. This is literally the last thing that you want before you have to go to bed. Like you're trying to wind down for your sleep. And... The time that you go to bed also plays a huge part as well. 
has a huge effect on your sleep. Because if you're staying up until midnight for one week to one to three weeks in a row, your internal body clock becomes trained to wait until midnight to start reducing cortisol output and increasing melatonin production. So melatonin is actually what helps you go to sleep. And if you are going to bed at 12 o'clock at night for like, I don't know, if you're not going to work or you're off or you're on holidays, like that kind of, when you go to bed at 12 o'clock, and then you finish your holidays and uh, you're going to bed then for work. Your, your, your body is still like producing like the stress hormone to kind of keep you awake. So it's really, really important to try and get to bed the same time every night. To get your body into a routine of increasing the melatonin production and reducing the cortisol output at the same time every evening. Apart from going to bed at the same time every evening, getting into a good routine is really, really good as well to help you sleep. Now, I don't really suffer with sleep, but I actually use a lot of these um, in, in, in my life. So... Here's a few tips on how to kind of optimize your sleep um, so you can get better sleep. So number one is maintain even blood sugars, even blood sugar levels throughout the day and avoid blood sugar spikes. This can do wonders, absolute wonders for helping you get to sleep and to stay in a deeper sleep and, and, and dream. Number two as I was saying earlier, get to the bottom of any factors interrupting your sleep and decide if your problems are real problems or you're just worrying about stupid things. Number three is avoid consumption of stimulants after lunch. Uh, your caffeine, your sugar, your tobacco, all these stimulants can disrupt your sleep. Number four Minimize your exposure to bright lights, particularly blue light that comes from your laptops, your phones, your tablets, and try and do this at least two hours before bed. If you don't have a switch, uh, if you don't have a dimmer switch in your room, change your, your bulbs to low, wattage, low wattage bulbs in, in your bedroom. Number five. Drink plenty of water throughout the day. Our, body ha uh, our bodies have very little water reserve. And once we're dehydrated, the body gets stressed. And remember, if your body is stressed, it is producing cortisol, which signals your body to get up and go. I would drink probably until two hours before bed that's probably the best and then just kind of like sip as needed if if you do need it so you're not going to the toilet all, all night number six sleep in a completely dark room this is really really helps because it helps your brain like especially nowadays i go to bed at about nine o'clock and uh, it's still bright as anything like so 
my room has to be has to be dark because obviously I don't want my brain tricked into I know it is still daytime but it's still nine o'clock at night because we're in the summer like so number seven is exercise okay as you know exercise is unbelievable for absolutely anything um training uh or some sort of physical activity during the day can really really help you sleep better at night but try not to do it too close to bedtime because you'll get kind of stimulated from from the training and you don't want to do that right before bed and you're wide awake number eight make sure you wind down at least two hours before going to bed this is really 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 important like don't just turn off the lights and hop straight into bed and after a busy day and expect to go to sleep when your brain is going 90 like you need to unwind like and obviously not with if with your phone try unwind with a book maybe an hour before dim the lights and just try and let your brain kind of unwind and i wouldn't read anything too stimulating either like i wouldn't read like motivational books or anything like that i try and read something that doesn't like make you excited like that you're kind of going to sleep to it as well because i found i've read books going to sleep and i'm bleeding wired like anything if it's like a real motivational book number nine is balance your minerals okay so supplementing with zinc magnesium and v vitamin b6 is 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 really good um when we when we are deficient in sleep we're deficient in zinc and magnesium so um and this actually brings me on to supplementation so i'm going to give you a few uh, supplements that i know that are quite good i don't as I like, I don't really suffer with sleep, so I don't really have to use these. But I know that these are quite good from 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 clients and stuff like that. So, uh, as I like, supplementing won't just help you if you have like bad habits or bad sleep. Like you need to get the basics right, and then supplementation will kind of come into it. So the first one is ZMA zinc magnesium and vitamin uh, b6 this is probably like apparently this is like really really good and it helps you get into a a deeper sleep and it makes you remember your your dreams apparently so like with zma it makes your dreams apparently it makes them really really vivid and really trippy at the start but in this whole lifestyle like that we all are trying to live um dreams are from from research uh dreams are really 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 important are, are an important kind of cycle to your brain and stuff like that as i was saying that your brain is like a computer and it needs to be kind of like shut down and it needs to kind of go through the day's events and dreaming really really helps that so uh zma is supposed to be really really good if any of you are are struggling with 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 sleeping and don't be don't be shocked at the start that like 
your dreams are pretty pretty vivid and you um they'll be quite trippy as well so it will help you though it'll help your body recover and it will really aid in in in, in fat loss 100 percent. the next one is called 5htp this one is also one that's kind of like supposed to be really really good and like as i was saying i don't I don't need to try any of these because I don't I don't suffer with any of them, so I can't personally speak from a personal point of view. But um, from from as well, I have a few clients that take five HTP and they're uh, they they swear by it as well. So there's also like you can get kind of like mist sprays. Like um, my mom uses a a spray called a deep sleep pillow spray. Okay, so. This um is like a it's like a lavender kind of spray and you spray it on your pillow and it kinda like my ma absolutely swears by it. And like it doesn't like knock you out as soon as you hit the pillow, but it's supposed to relax you um like if your head is all over the place and your head is doing ninety and like it kinda takes away that anxiety. And like my ma says, it helps her with not like thinking about going to sleep, like not worrying about going to sleep. Like she, she's just really relaxed when she kind of s- s- puts her head on the pillow and um, she doesn't have to think about worrying about going to sleep, if you get me. And I kind of get her as well. So if, if any of you kind of have that problem as well. So... There you have it, folks. Optimizing your sleep for fat loss. Hopefully, it helps. Um, if if you take some points, uh, if anybody takes some points and puts any of these points from from this podcast and put them into your life, I guarantee you will be well on your way to losing fat forever. So please follow or subscribe if you aren't already and leave a five star review that will that would be much appreciated and it will help the podcast get out there to more people and more people that need it so i'll catch you all next week for episode two of the fat loss forever series